Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast, where we discuss the history of plants from a magical perspective. We'll be exploring the history, lore, and mystical properties of a new plant every single week. I'm your host, Juliette Diaz, an indigenous Taino bruja and seer from a long line of medicine women and men. I have a master's of science in herbal medicine, best-selling author of Witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, and founder of Plant Coven. And I'm your host, Chelsea Selby, owner of occult bath and body brand, Witch Baby Soap, college-educated holistic health practitioner, and lifelong witch. Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast. Uh, Happy November. Or when is this coming out? Uh, Oh my God, it's election day. This is coming out Cinnamon, ooh. Ah, it's spicy. It's spicy election day. Oh, my God. <sighs> that stressed me out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> even even though, but, but by the time this comes out, honestly, this election day, we're still not going to know probably the results for like a week or so. In that long? Yeah. <sighs> that sucks. Yeah, because a lot of states or a few states, not a lot, but a few states aren't counting mail-in ballots until that day. Mm, that's stupid. So there's going to be about a week to maybe two weeks. Of our hearts being like Of in just being in purgatory. <laughs> it's going to be hell. Oh, my God. Wait, what day is it? The 3rd. November 3rd. November 3rd. So I leave November 11th. A week after. I don't want to be in Puerto Rico when they announce. Honestly, um, one year, Joe and I, because Joe's birthday is November 16th, I took him to Canada after the 2016 election. Uh, we went for wrestling. It was his 30th birthday, so we went to see um, SummerSlam. <laughs> and we <laughs> we had a really hard time getting back on that plane. Oh, my god! And coming back. <laughs> Oh, this could not be good. Yeah, and then in the 2016 election, I um, I had a launch that day, the day after the election day, and I spent my whole day sobbing yeah. hysterically, yep. and then when I would stop crying, I would just, like, put on, like, the dead Kennedys and anti-flag oh, and punk music God. and just rage. And then I would go back to just sobbing. And it was just, I was a mess. And I had to, like, photograph stuff and get stuff on the website and work, like, all day. Couldn't take the day off. And it was, like, honestly, the launch did so poorly. (laughs) And I was, like, I'm never launching a day after Election Day ever fucking again. Oh, gosh. But it's crazy to think about it, like, because, you know, I think about Election Day a lot now, and people thought it was so irrational for being so upset. And We were so upset. Like, not, I think that was a genuine spiritual knowing for all of us who cried, because I didn't know much about him except for, like, what he did in, uh-huh. like, on TV and whatever. We didn't know really much about him other than what was told about you know him being this big boss and having that show and reality show whatever and people cried my sister 
my sister, who's not into politics, everybody watched. And when he was elected, we cried. I mean, cried like babies. It's like we intuitively knew mm-hmm. what was coming. I was like fucking mourning. Yeah, we were all a lot. And everybody I talked to says the same thing, that they were cried. Like I they were like, so sad. I was like sobbing. Yeah, yeah. Me too. <sighs> yeah, I know. And it was interesting because we didn't know how bad he really was until obviously everything that's happened. People were like... He's just the president. They don't have, like, a lot of control. They can't do that. Oh, my God. The, uh... <laughs> okay, so welcome to Cinnamon. <laughs> Here we go. Yes. Um, hopefully the outcomes are good. Yes. Wish we're, we have a lot of faith in everybody. I, I just don't even get my hopes up at this point. I would like to just be pleasantly surprised. Um, we'll see. But also prepared for the worst. Yeah, and cinnamon, you're going to need it. So. If you're going to be doing magic. So here we go. Spicy election day. Mm-hmm. Um, so cinnamon aligns with Venus, Aphrodite, and Mercury. And as far as correspondences are concerned, I find that its planetary rulers range from the sun Mercury, Mars, and Uranus. Mm-hmm. Although you see the Uranian merc- and mercurial aspects are connected to its mind-stimulating properties since it helps with concentration and focus. Um, but then the Mars aspects kind of come out in like the stimulating, heating properties, which also are connected to the sun, that warming. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, it, it, like I said, you know, plants have their own interpretations. It's really up to the person deciphering and what you're using them for. Yeah. So, it does date back as far as ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. And I could see it being used a lot. I could just see it. I mean, you should, you're, that's your gift. Like, you could see, like, yeah. those times um, and I kind of could see, like, Egyptians using it um, as something very sacred because it is a sacred. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's actually, it's interesting that it is election day. And this is a cycle. And we're coming up to the end of a huge cycle at the end of this year, an era. Um, this was one of the, si- the spices that started the age of exploration. Ooh. See, I didn't get that info. But I do have here, just so people know, that cinnamon is a spice created from the inner bark mm-hmm. of the tree. Yes. And it was um, once only a delicacy for the rich. During the Middle Ages, cinnamon cost 14 times more than it's, more than silver in weight. So there's two different kinds of cinnamon, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them is more um, common, uh-huh. which is the cassia um, cinnamon, and that one is the one that you can find everywhere. The cheaper one. The cheaper one, right. And then the one that's more expensive, the true cinnamon, is Ceylon. 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 Um, it's C-E-Y-L-O-N cinnamon. So for us, the reason why I want to bring the distinction is because for our culture, we use that one. Yeah. The true cinnamon for magical purposes mm-hmm. rather than cassia, which we use more in um, kitchen witchery and medicinal. Here's another really interesting fact about cinnamon. Speaking of the true cinnamon and all of that stuff and rituals, 
In 65 AD, Roman Emperor Nero is said to have burned a year's supply of real cinnamon at his wife's funeral, possibly in remorse for having caused her death. <gasps> so this wow. has got some politics. We got some politics here. Wow. Some politicking. This actually has very strong ties to the phoenix. Mm. Uh, the Greek named it the phoenix, but the theme of a fiery bird is found across the globe with the Egyptian Banu, the Native American Thunderbird, the Russian Firebird, the Hindu Garuda and Burunda, the Chinese Fanghuang, the Arabian Anka, the Turkic Konrul, the Georgian Paskunji, the Persian Samorg, and the Japanese Ho'o. Mm. So this fiery bird is found everywhere in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, the earliest instances, and it's interesting that, you know, you connect it to Egypt. The earliest instances of the car- archetype of the firebird are said to be traced back to ancient creation myths in Egypt and Greece. And in Egyptian mythology, it's a heron known as the Banu. In Greek mythology, it's called the Phoenix. And the waters on the source are muddy on what, who came first, like the chicken or the egg, mm. literally. The Phoenix or the egg, we don't know. Um, in ancient imagery, it appears as a red and gold bird similar to a griffin or an eagle. The Phoenix is a magical bird that when its life has reached its end, which is a 500-year lifespan, supposedly, it goes up in flames and is reborn. From the flames, so there was no egg. Yeah. From the ashes, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> the phoenix in the flame. We solved that one. Um, in some mythologies, the bird just outright dies, but uh, my Leo rising really does not prefer that fiery narrative. Uh, I mean, my Leo Rising really prefers the fiery narrative, you know. Um, In ancient Greece, the phoenix is said to feast on a diet of frankincense. When the time for rebirth comes, the phoenix builds a nest of myrrh and cinnamon. That's interesting. Real quick. Yes. Because um, a lot of of religious texts, um, cinnamon is... It was used in churches and temples to mm-hmm. increase clairvoyance and psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. And this is stuff that, hello, churches are doing, but they claim they don't do witchcraft. Yeah. Um, which is interesting, which ties into frankincense, because what does frankincense do? And myrrh, yeah. it's literally the same thing. So there is a tie with, like, the magical... Um, psychic abilities absolutely and then that also all of that stuff really ties in with this time of the year too especially um the sun alignment comes into play here tying into what you have to say the sun alignment comes into play here as we sometimes see the phoenix with a halo representing the connection to the sun and also why we see halos in our solar-based religions like Christianity. I love that. And it's interesting to tie it into that because um, the Greeks, um, they even wrote a made-up doctrine of made-up cinnamon growers. Supposedly, these um, imaginary um, parishioners uh, would set a portion of their harvest aside so it could be taken up by their son god, by their godson, right? Mm -hmm. 
actually, I think it's the other way around. They wrote it wrong. It's the sun god. And when they did that, that's when the halo of the sun would appear. Yeah. When the god, the god sun took the, so the cinnamon parts that they left for them as a offering, mm-hmm. the, that's when the sun created a halo around the sun itself. That's so interesting because you would not connect like Phoenix. Would never. With, I would never think to connect Phoenix with Christianity. I connect Phoenix with Harry Potter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's interesting because we we see this Phoenix narrative again and again in everything. It's like one of those symbols that is so powerful and has just lasted Mm -hmm. centuries. Like we're talking all the way ancient Greek and egyptian civilizations yep. and now here we are talking about harry potter and the phoenix and we're we're seeing the transformation as daenerys turns into the mother of dragons through fire yeah and we have phoenix arizona and it, like it's just so prevalent in our modern day society that it's just mind-blowing and i have a really phoenix on my butt that's the big tattoo, my lower tattoo. Yeah. It's like my lower back all the way to my butt cheek is a huge phoenix. I mean, you know, it makes sense with, like, that phoenix energy. Like, think about it. Rebirth. Constant rebirth. God, jeez. Story of my life. Maybe that's... I shouldn't have put it on me. That's a good thing. <laughs> Maybe that's why I keep dying good. and coming back. That's important. <laughs> Actually, I sent something to um, Joe about a, a quote that I saw online about loving someone and you you love them through all of their basically death like their ego deaths i love that hold on that's how i feel like with this relationship it's by heidi preby to love someone long term is to attend a thousand funerals of the people they used to be oh my heart yeah you already got married right yeah so if you send that to me I know I'm not going to get married, but it's uh, <laughs> almost 11 wait, years. Wait, is that, is that about? I really love that. That yeah. is so beautiful. That doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean getting married. I know. I love it, though. Still, it's beautiful. I'll I think it's to something you. to frame for sure. And there's more. I love so, it. That touched my heart. Yeah. Because that's what relationships are. Yeah. It's, you, and I think, didn't we talk about this once, that um, you have the whole... I think a lot of the reasons why a lot of us struggle struggle with love and finding love or staying in a relationship, not only because of the representation that we had with our p- own parents, but also within our culture, right? Like my mm-hmm. culture, we're in the Latino community, black indigenous um, person of color community, period, um, coupling, mar- marriages were toxic. Like what we were taught was you take whatever the man says and if a lot of our our men leave um their children their homes there's a lot of cheating going on there's a lot of beatings going on there's a lot of toxic um environment right Mm -hmm. not for all of them but it's something that's very prominent in our community yeah so i didn't have ever not even with all the friends i had a good symbolism of what a good marriage was with any of our parents so for me in my relationships i either ran Mm-hmm. when there was like red flags or I stayed in it and try to work it over and over and over even knowing it wasn't workable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so trying to fix it because I, I was like okay either if I don't run I'm gonna do what my mom or my or all the other parents I knew did was stick it out and um, just make it work yeah but real love what I've learned with my man now and I love talking about it because mm-hmm. 
we went through so many deaths yes. together mm-hmm. where him and I are not, I mean, absolutely not the same people we were when we first met. Yeah. We both had baggage. We have, we had scars. We uh-huh. had so much going on. Um, more me than him, but he was very young minded. I saw him more as someone that needed to grow into like a full strong man, mm-hmm. but I saw it in him. Yeah. And that's what he's grown to be through the years he's become more of that um wiser man like that that protector um figure and that loving figure divine masculine divine mask and even now he's turning more into that after almost 11 years but we went through times like we said that third year the seven year we almost gave up and just separated 30 years so hard fuck my life it's like so bad where you can't hide your trauma anymore you can't hide the falseness of what you were trying to put forward so we grew individually as people Mm -hmm. and then now i i've been saying this all year i don't know if it's because we were forced to be indoors 24 7 together Mm -hmm. but maybe that had something to do with it maybe just a little bit just a little bit (laughs) but it brought us closer. I feel like we went through a honeymoon phase uh-huh. that we've never had uh-huh. because now we just accept and know each other for who we really are. Yeah. And we've been through hell and back. We, But not like toxic hell and back. Uh-huh. There's a different... That's, that's different. Yeah. This is more of learning that you have to grow with one another allow each other to grow individually and learn how to merge your lives together that's Mm -hmm. what love is that's what a relationship is and that's kind of like what is problematic with like love and light like good vibes only Mm -hmm. is that sometimes the people you love or you are going to go through a difficult period yep and like in a partnership in a family yeah you're gonna love each other through those things yep you know yep and some people struggle in relationships because the the culture is like this person's toxic get them out of your life yes there needs to be some clear distinction between what What actually is is toxic yep and what actually is a hurting person in your life that you care about and want to help move forward yes i agree like because you know we talk about like mental health issues and we talk about how important it is to be aware of mental health but then at the same on the same in the same convo we'll say love and light only good vibes only like what that completely erases mental health from the conversation it does it does and when there's uh, there's a difference between toxic like abuse Mm -hmm. right if the person's being abusive mentally to you abusive physically to you or cheating on you of course that's toxic like get the fuck out mm-hmm. but if they're a person just like you growing and figuring things out spiritually as well you have to allow them to go through that journey and you need to be there to um, hold space you hold space for each other right mm-hmm. you, you gotta you have to learn how to do this and, and it's not therefore or your fault that you don't know how to do this because we're not taught this yeah right this is not something that yeah, we... like i came from a parent like a home with a single parent mm-hmm. like my parents were divorced my mom didn't have like very healthy relationships in the household so you know like there's no groundwork for n- knowing how to work through all of these things yeah we should definitely write a, a, a book one day about love i think just 
because there's everything out there about love is just about getting the man, like how to trick him into being with you or how to, you know, get the girl or how to have someone become really obsessed with you. Seriously problematic videos on TikTok about how to like get women to go home to your house oh, by geez, saying that you have a puppy or a Nintendo 64. Like that's not kidnapping 101 i know and it's it's just i i've i have a new perspective on what love is and this is so cinnamon by the way yeah cinnamon is huge on love yes and and real love by the way don't fuck with cinnamon to do like fake ass love shit where you're trying Mm -hmm. to force someone to love you cinnamon spirit if you get my book plant witchery Mm -hmm. it will say Mm -hmm. she does not fuck around she does not play with hearts because she is aligned with the heart and the love and the fire and the passion she's very protective of it so if you try to play a fool with somebody else it's gonna backfire on you it's it's sweetness that will literally burn you Mm, i love that look at you um yeah i mean you you have to realize you're gonna like you don't live in a bubble Mm -hmm. and horrific things we live on earth we live on we're human beings life is not always easy and these turbulent times are destined to come to any relationship at any time and it is what whether you love someone determines whether or not you're gonna weather the storm or not yeah you know yeah it's true we have to have a little bit more patience and compassion within our own relationships Mm-hmm. And that's true. And and you know what I had, I um I was at fault in our relationship. I learned and I grew a lot in this relationship where I would became more patient, less jealous, mm-hmm. um, more understanding that that he could be his own person and whether I like the things he likes or not doesn't make him a bad person. Doesn't give me the right to be like, oh, I don't want to be with him. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of things that he likes that I don't like that I'm like what the hell who likes that kind of stuff you know like I look at him like ew okay I was like Joe I have so many nerdy hobbies and he's like not into that I'm like can you come to comic-con with me I could go with you come on come on a booze cruise he's like I don't want to get drunk with Batman and Robin (laughs) I'm like I can't think of anything fucking cooler than getting (laughs) drunk with Batman and Robin well that's why you okay with saying we're BFF now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So be Chelsea, Chelsea and I officially made it. <laughs> we made it official through text like little children. <laughs> we're like, I called her my BFF, right? And she's like, did we just make this official? And then I made it even more <laughs> official by saying, "Can you? do you want to be my best friend, yes or no? <laughs> like little girls. So so now you can come to Comic-Con. Yes, please. I love it. And get I love drunk it. with a bunch of Batmans and Robins. Yeah, and maybe smoke a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> I would love to. But yeah, like he's into golfing. He's Puerto Rican and he likes to golf. I think it's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. My daughter likes to golf. What the fuck? I'm, like mini, <laughs> I'm mini golf. That's fun for me because there's like, you know, cool things happening. And, yeah. But he legit goes out with because he has um white friends he grew up in a white community but to me it's so weird seeing him with his like golf bag thingy so my dad loves to golf Uh uh-huh but for my dad like he he also works construction he doesn't like to be confined indoors like when he's home he's in his backyard 
So he loves golf because he's just outside oh. all day for like five hours or how I don't even know how long it takes to golf. Five hours. <laughs> it's long. When he but, goes, he goes for like a day. But yeah, he, he just likes being outside. Yeah, that's what he actually talks about when he comes back. If anything, the thing that I don't know if he just shares those parts because he knows I'll be interested in those parts. Mm -hmm. But he skips all the golf stuff and he'll just tell me, oh, my God, the trees and the nature was so nice. there. Yeah. The weather was so nice. But I think it's for him more. It's like he's chilling with his boys and yeah. they're doing they're just chatting. They have hours to talk shit and drink beer and be in nature. So my dad and his girlfriend, they golf together every sunday yeah he's attempting to take me you should do it why um, not no, i don't want to why not it'd no. be fun i am not gonna wear a golf outfit you don't that i think that i've I'll had this it, conversation I'll with get, people before like <laughs> like what would i wear to a golf course i'll, I'll be like a golf goal <laughs> in all black yeah you what well, hey stockings and everything do it he has to accept me the way i am yeah and just go out there and golf with him. It was actually nice for them because they're in North Carolina when the pandemic first hit. They had something to do outdoors every Sunday together. That's know? nice. Yeah. And and they separate the people too. Yeah. Naturally when they're playing golf. Like you don't, you're not really with, you're only with like your group. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We're like talking about golf because it's so interesting. <laughs> like you have to, that's the thing, right? It's like a different um, side, like a different hobby, something I'm not into. And you just, I, uh, before, if I was a, an unhealed woman, an unhealed person, I would have had an issue with it and be like, oh, I can't be with someone who likes golf or, you know, put him down about it because uh -huh. I've done that crap before, like an idiot. Um, but now I'm like, good job, Papi. I hope you had a good day, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's a different energy. He comes home knowing that I'm going to be not bitching at him. Mm -hmm. And now he knows he's coming home to a happy wife that's happy so to hear his story. It's also nice to share time with somebody who's not just directly a reflection of you. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, I can't... I don't think I could be with someone like me. Yeah. No. I... Mm -mm. No. <laughs> it would be too much. Like, we we are polar opposites. Same. In some ways. Like, I am very, like, creative. He's creative. He's super creative. I'm not saying he's not creative. But he's grounded. Mm-hmm. And practical, mm -hmm. and I am somewhere in the rings of fucking Saturn. <laughs> yeah. That's like me and my man, the same thing. He's a Taurus, so yeah, super hard-headed, practical, and very grounded. Mm -hmm. Like I told you, like he, even when trying to buy a house, he's like, "We'll keep house shopping." It's like if it's a pair of shoes, like we're gonna be able to come back to it six months and it's gonna be there. I'm yeah. like, that's not how this works. Yeah. Like you, you well, need Joe's to. Well, a water sign. He he was like, "Let's just go for it," and I'm like, "Ah, I'm in Taurus." That's right. You're like this my man. Commitment scares me. <laughs> it's interesting though. Taurus women and men are not the same. I think yeah. that's the same with all the signs though. Uh yeah no absolutely. I think there's like a a, a clear difference. Yeah, they display in different ways. Yes. So cinnamon. It's very much connected to that love and that fire and that passion. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very old and wise. Yeah. So even in my book, um, Plant Witchery, I talk about the wisdom of cinnamon. And it really does dig into like the depths of where your unhealed version of you is. Mm -hmm. Right? Is that, does that make sense? 
because like I just explained with that little, with our story, right, with our relationships, yeah. um, if you want to get to that point in your relationship where you want to learn how to let go and, and, and separate yourselves individually, but learn how to merge, Cinem- working with cinnamon for love magic for your relationship, mm-hmm. it's super powerful. Burn it in the bedroom. The incense, mm-hmm. so good. Do you know that every time I burn um, cinnamon, and I should be burning it every day. Uh-huh. But when I used to burn it in my shop, more customers would come in. Yeah, because it's good for prosperity. Oh, my God. And, and I'm telling you, like, once I caught on to it, I would light it. And I'm like, yes, we're going to have a full day. And it would be so packed yeah. every single time. So I burned it every fucking day. Uh-huh. And then Cinnamon was like, no, bitch. That's not how I work. Uh-huh. You can't use me. <laughs> so I only burned it when I intuitively felt to mm-hmm. burn it or when i need it warmth in my space and it's like she knew how to when to bring in a flood of customers yeah so you also have to be aware that cinnamon does have that very queen like attitude diva where yeah. don't mess with me i mentioned this earlier already when we were talking about this in this episode um don't like walk over her mm-hmm. she's in control um she's in charge so when you do work with her, be very mindful of um, using the words working with you, not mm-hmm. using you. Yeah. And this should be real with all the plants. Yeah. With anything that you work with. Uh-huh. You're not using them. You're working with them. That's when everything changes. It's a game changer. Mm-hmm. When you know that you're working with these tools and, and and not forcing them to do work because they are alive. Yeah. They're real spirits. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a grounded cinnamon in a little bottle that you use to put over yeah. your coffee or whatever. Yeah. Or your hot cocoa. That still has spirit. It has uh-huh. energy. And depending on how you treat it and yep. approach it, it's how it reacts back to Which you. Which is actually the, the theory beto- behind, like, raw food eating and life force energy and stuff like that. Yeah is eating stuff that has life energy in it. And so even if you don't eat, like I'm not a raw food vegan or anything like I that. I can't. I, I tried it. We, yeah, it we work. discussed it. <laughs> uh, but even, even if you don't eat raw foods, a good way to eat is to start with the most energetic food on your plate, the thing that would have the most life force energy. So that's where you would start with, like, a salad mm-hmm. or, like, a lightly steamed vegetable. Mm-hmm. And then you would move through the vegetables into, like, the starchier vegetables second. And then, you know, your carbs or meat or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you want to start with a thing that has the most energy first. Yeah. And I, I believe in... um. When I did plant witchery, and I, and I explained in the other episode how much I had to connect, how much work that took to connect to each plant, and how that really spiritually took a toll and, and really forced me to do even more mm-hmm. spiritual work. Um, since writing that book, and this started since earlier this year, um, when I finally finished it, and now it's out, but since earlier this year, I'm approaching food differently um, I find that I am not eating everything on the plate. I feel like sometimes the energy of the food, say there's rice and there's meat, right? And then, then you have um, a, a salad there or you have avocado. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like certain foods don't want to be mixed in my body now. Yeah. 
Like, I won't have carbs, like rice, mm-hmm. if I'm eating meat. Mm-hmm. It's just weird that I'm no, eating this way now. That's that's a pretty common thing for, like, a lot of dietary systems. Like, it's, not, like, diet, like, fad diet, but, like, actual, like, you know, health, like, cultural diet. Yeah, that's what I'm systems. going through, like, right now. Um, You know, I do intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. so... I guess I'm more connected to the spirit of the food that I'm putting mm-hmm. in. So it's very rare do I, will I have a carb. It has to be very, bread, for instance. I'm struggling with, like, thick breads. It has to be, like, a, a thin bread Yeah. if I'm having a sandwich. I don't mix my deli meats. Yeah. Like, it has to be, like, one certain meat. Like, I'm respecting the one turkey deli yeah. breast and not mixing it with ham. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't really like ham. But anyway, my point is... That even when you start working with plants and you magically start connecting with their spirits, it does translate into your lifestyle and um, how you approach food and how you approach the land and how you approach just everything that has a living life Mm -hmm. spirit into it. Absolutely. So another topic that I wanted to talk about um, was... mythological animals Mm -hmm. and and because if we're talking about you know the phoenix here and like what about have you ever had any experiences with any type of oh yeah phoenix like creatures not phoenix but um mythological creatures yes because a lot of people, like, I feel like in the magical space, we kind of, like, touch on it here and there. But I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Mm, because, like, for instance, like, the Fae or something. That's something that's not talked about much. But you do hear people talking about it. It's just more something that people might not believe you. Yeah. I feel like the Fae is, like, peak mythological. Yeah. So, like, that's as as far as I've seen people go. Um so for me, it wasn't a phoenix. It was a centaur. And it was actually like a, when I did journeying for inner child work, like mm-hmm. in, I did this for Soul Book Masterclass. And when I met, I do this journey where you actually meet at, it, at an underground earth um, gates uh-huh. that take you into like an ancestral realm, right? Yeah. And when you're going into this gate, you have a spirit guide with you, whether it's an animal, whether it's a plant, it could be anything. Uh-huh. I never thought in my life that I would, for my inner child gates, be a centaur. That is so interesting. Like, that was never in my mind. Yeah. I would never even relate to this uh-huh. um, being. Um, so it was very real. The vision was very real. And I saw the centaur which happened to be also unicorn mm-hmm. um because he had the yeah. unicorn thing so i'm going and once i get to the gates he opened the gates for me mm-hmm. and then i'm looking for me it was a whole ocean like a dark ocean like flowing and i'm thinking how the fuck am i supposed to go through the gates i can't go through this crazy it was a ravaging ocean yeah um so just imagine like opening gates and all you see is like I can picture clearly. Oh, crazy ass dark ocean, like going crazy, uh-huh. flooding, like flooding across the gates. Yeah. Um. So the centaur spoke to me, spiritual, like in my mind. Mm-hmm. I heard him say, "Get on." 
So I actually got on, and he was unicorn, so he has wings. Yeah. And he actually went through the gates, and he, like, you know how in the Bible they separate the water? He Mm -hmm. separated the water and then flew super fast into, like, underground, into the depth of whatever the fuck my inner child was, (laughs) and took me down there. And that was my guardian, and I, I was pretty surprised but very happy that I, I was open to allowing um, this being to be my guide. Yeah. And I don't know where the fuck or how we're, re- we're related in that sense spiritually. Yeah. But that's who showed up for me. And I'm okay with telling people that was my guide to my inner child gates. And he will always be there. That's yeah. who my guide, my guardian is. Yeah. Um, when I did this journey with other people, a girl had a Christmas tree. This is, love so in- this is so interesting because the Christmas tree, it was a being. Like, you saw the face, the mouth. I love that. Yeah, and, and, and had the arms, had legs. It was a real being. She's like, you can't even, ex- she couldn't explain it to make it realistic mm-hmm. without it sounding cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, but it was real. Like, it was like a real being, like fleshy but tree And that was her guardian. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that there are creatures and beings that are real in different realms that exist. We're not the only freaking beings on the planet. And remember that a lot of these visions, these stories, these movies, these books, Mm -hmm. where do you think these ideas of these creatures come from? Yeah. There's somewhere it's they're pulling this from a source, right? Yeah. That these I really do believe things that people create or write about are real things. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've dreamt of Pegasus before. Love it. It was beautiful. The Pegasus had like an injured wing, and like I was like massaging its back oh. and like nurturing it, and it was just like one of the most profound, beautiful dreams I've ever had. That is, it sounds beautiful. But then I also, the night that I had sleep paralysis, um, I was looking at like photos on on Pinterest, trying to find like pictures of stuff I've dreamt of, and I I couldn't see what was like in my room when I had sleep paralysis but I like sensed it and it was like this thing with like a long neck like this very long not like a human but like a thing with a long neck and I just could sense it it felt very like giraffe like almost (laughs) so then I found this picture that somebody drew of a gargoyle uh huh and now I'm like was it a gargoyle? Because, like, I've never seen anybody portray this. Like, that's the thing about dreams and, and creatures from dreams is, like, sometimes, like, you they don't exist in and you can't find, like, a depiction of them or a picture to describe it. It's, like, a word that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know? And I, I snapped out of it really quick. I got really excited that I was, like, sleep paralysis. I'm probably the only person that <laughs> would get so excited weird. about Chelsea's that. You're so weird. Chelsea's so weird. She enjoys. <laughs> I, <laughs> I woke up and I went, holy shit. You like, know, you if you were a seer, you would be a really kick-ass seer. Because for um, seers are supposed, what we're supposed to hone and, and and practice over a lifetime is staying in the vision. Yeah. And not having our body freak out and kick us out. So mine freaks out in the other way. Because I 
whenever I get a vision of something or like, you know, for some reason, like whenever I'm doing like, like meditative visions and like something, I feel like it's like darkness. And then all of a sudden, like something will reveal itself. And then I'm like, oh, and I'm yeah. really excited. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking sweet. And then I'm like, fuck. You take yourself. I lost focus. <laughs> For me, is my connection with my body. Like my spirit is like, Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. And I go in there like warrior spirit. I got this. And yeah. then my body's like, I'm going to pee on myself. And then I'm awake. Yeah. It just, it, my body, it's, it's interesting because that just shows me that there has to be an alignment with your body and your spirit yeah. in order for you to actually hone your gifts. Yeah. Um, especially if, if you're like a medium psychic, but more also um, for seers because we travel in different realms mm-hmm. with our visions. So being in those spaces we have to like teach our body that it we're safe yeah and your body's like no bitch i am not safe here uh-huh. <laughs> with there's a legit tornado happening well that's what happened when i woke up from my sleep paralysis i was oh no i woke up to sleep paralysis and i like sensed the thing in my like third eye or whatever like i knew there was the thing there and then i was like wait i can't move wait is this sleep paralysis <laughs> oh my god and then I was like, okay, what should I do? I should probably breathe to get out of this. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it a couple of deep breaths and then I'll be fine. And then I woke up and I was like, that was so cool. I think you're like, you spook out the spookies. <laughs> like, she's too crazy for me. I, I, I feel like in my dream world, like, I, because I'm dreaming, like, fully, that's where I can do, like, the best exploring because then I sneak in and I'm like, I'm like Steve Buscemi, or Buscemi with a fucking skateboard. Like, hello, fellow kids. (laughs) (laughs) I belong here. I'm just in here in your world. I love it. Oh, we should like make a a character out of you. It's so good. Like you remind me of Harley Quinn. Um, in like the the witchy world. Yeah. Like you're just. You, she spooks out the creepos because she's that crazy. Yeah, and you're you're like spookier than the spookies. It doesn't really (laughs) freak me out to go in like any realms. I think that's important. Like, if you're scared, it makes you susceptible to things. Yes, but I've literally had like the most horrifying dreams ever. Like, oh, here's one mythical beast. I don't even like know if this is a fucking mythical beast or whatever. But we talked about this. Remember? Um, Oh, the scary one. Holy shit! Yes. What is? For you, no. <laughs> You're a psycho. So, so I was, like, in this horrible, like, torture school thing. Like, not, like, a school where you to learn how to torture people or whatever. But I was, like, in this underworld, like, a- empty school where, like, it was basically, like, the movie Hostel. I didn't watch Hostel that day, to be clear. But it was, like, Hostel... And there's all these people, like, getting tortured by these, like, things, like, in these different rooms. And um, in this one room, there was, like, this gigantic hog monster, like, this boar monster. Like, it had a big, like, snarling tongue. And it was just, like, gluttonous. Um, But I was, like, in this realm, like, this fucking weird hell space i don't even like know how to describe it was so weird and it was horrifying but i was like in a dream so i was like you know kind of chill about it or whatever (laughs) not really freaking out um 
So then, like, I realized the only way out of this dream was to let the hog thing eat me. You're insane. Like, so I contemplated it for a while. I was like, I don't know. Like, let's see what happens to the other people stuck in this space. (laughs) And then just, like, horrible things kept happening to the other people that that were there. So I was like... All right, well, getting eaten by a gigantic, like, boar seems less <laughs> bad than this. So I did it. Like, I feel like I can, like, still remember it. It's, like, hot breath. Oh, my God. Like, Chelsea. And so I just, you know, went on this thing's gigantic snarling tongue and let it eat me. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> so scared. And then I was fine. <laughs> so weird i would be so fucking annoyed to vision with you so like my cat willow i know she's a real familiar she follows she goes through all my visions with me because she helps me like realize it's a vision yeah and she because i'm so attached to her i still like right now i'm learning how not to worry about her Mm -hmm. in my dream world and my visions because i know she's gonna be fine but in my in that space though the physical mind is like oh my god i gotta go find her before she gets lost or something happens to her so it's been really hard since i had willow because she's making it fucking harder for me to focus but i could see like you being with me and me having to worry about you going into a fucking boar's mouth but that's it's fine as long as you know nothing's gonna happen no but you don't know you do know no you don't when spooky things show up in my room you know what i do i turn over because i'm like leave me alone that's funny because you are unimportant to me yesterday uh that happens to me because i see them all the time the spirits and it's gotten to a point my my husband's was cracking the fuck up uh he walks into the kitchen and i'm in the kitchen and he saw like a movement Mm -hmm. but you could tell because you know people who don't see and see something they get pale Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i I just followed his gaze and then they start going (sighs) yeah (laughs) he just like almost (sighs) shit his pants (laughs) and i'm like not right now okay no tengo tiempo para esta mierda like in spanish i'm like cursing it out like go away like i'm gonna go chill go eat my dinner you could come back later on Uh but i'm that's how i am with the spirits like Uh i'm just so used to them already exactly but not boars that look like that. Yolo. Chelsea. <laughs> That's different. What's I going to do? Stay in this, like, this... I'm just wondering how you even got the intuitive thought to, like, that's the way out. I just knew that was the way out. That's interesting because that would be a fucked up way to trick people not to go in there and, and die somewhere. Like somehow. you get stuck in there and yeah. then you're too afraid to leave. Well, I'm glad you share this story with everybody and me because if that happens, now I know that the Just worst... Just let the boar eat you. Let the boar eat you. <laughs> oh my God. What if it took like a part of your soul? Uh, no, I feel like my soul's awesome. perfectly intact. <laughs> I, I, very... would, I would... My mom would be like, oh Honestly, my God, vamos a hacer una limpieza. Can I be honest? I think that that happens Far less than people act like it does. What? It's my controversial witch opinion. Oh, what? Like, your soul gets stuck. Oh, yeah, no. That's, like, I've that's never happened. Like, I've never experienced that either. And I oh, also no, feel happened? like your soul gets stuck if you're not confident and self-aware. Yeah, for sure. And that's something I've learned, um, 
like with my gift of being a seer, like in my visions, if the more self-aware you are, the more I couldn't dreams for me are like video games. Like mm -hmm. I just I know how to control my entire dreams. Yeah. I even know how to say, fuck, this dream sucks next. Yeah. And I get pissed off when I'm in dream world because uh -huh. I'm so used to being in visions because that's where I live now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm always on a journey. I'm always doing something in other realms. But when a dream comes, I am always like, oh, come on, man. This is baby shit. Get me out of here. Yeah. So you have to be very self-aware. Swipe left. Swipe left. Right? That's exact. Um, Left. Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I if, really don't know. I've never been on a dating app. Dude, I would, thank God, if I was <laughs> single so again, I would suck. I'm so modern, swipe left. <laughs> swipe left. Well, I'm just thinking of the Beyonce song, to the left, to the left. Yeah. So maybe that's where the left I don't from. know. Whatever Who way the... you swipe to get to the next one. <laughs> I think it's left. <laughs> yeah, it would make sense. Either way, that's Witchcraft. how I play with my... Banish. <laughs> to the left. Seriously. Yeah. And it's how I do it with my dreams now. It's just like, okay, enough of this bull crap. Yeah. And move on. Keep going. That's how I end up in the hell space. <laughs> Getting uh, eaten by a boar. I haven't. Oh, let me knock on wood. Because I haven't been in those spaces for well, a now while. now you know next time. I feel like there definitely has to be fear to lose a piece of your soul, though. Yeah. I mean. Or bargaining. It's so cool that we're talking about this because this is interesting talk and... I love it that when we talk about it and it's like so cinnamon, it's so, um, it's energy and it's power, mm -hmm. um, of realization and embodiment, mm -hmm. um, and the fire and like really owning up to the fear and acknowledging it and just befriending fear. Yeah. And being okay with fear being, being there, the Phoenix. but burn through it. Exactly. <laughs> love Burning it. it down and then rising from the ashes. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that so much. So if we go back to like, I have like some text here where um, the earliest uses of cinnamon are in religious ceremonies, which is bullshit. It goes way before that. It's mm -hmm. way back before church. Um, well, I mean, the religion, it was religion before church. Yeah, like earth religion. Yeah. yeah. So in the Bible, God commands Moses to anoint the um, tabernacle with oil infused with cinnamon, which I find very interesting. Yes. Um, the bark decorated the temples of peace and the capital built in ancient Rome, which is also very interesting. This mm -hmm. is all cinnamon, right? With these really sacred um, places um, and even God saying to anoint with the oil of cinnamon. The Greeks also burned it for incense um, in both the temples and their homes. Um, the geek, the geeks, the <laughs> Greeks even wrote, uh, I already told, it, told you this part about them making up this whole story um, with the parishioners who would take a portion of it for the harvest of the God's son. Uh -huh. uh, so cinnamon incense was used for focus of the mind and to increase clairvoyance, like I mentioned before, in, but also in many Roman temples. So this was like really in a lot of religious um, practices and churches and temples all over the world mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. it makes you ask the question, why is God commanding Moses to anoint um, with cinnamon oil, right? And when 
God is saying this, right? And then the symbolism and the power properties of cinnamon is for spiritual reasons, like clairvoyance mm-hmm. and psychic abilities and connection to the underworld and connection to the spirit realm. Then again, I question why um, Catholics have something against witchcraft. This is fucking witchcraft, right? Yeah. Um, so if God is telling you in your own Bible, there are definitely like, actually there's, there's books. So if you're like a, if you are, um, like Christian or Catholic and you're somehow still listening to us, (laughs) um, there are books that you can get that actually talk about the herbs and the, the, um, I've actually sourced some for this podcast before. I love that. Um, but there's books dedicated to the herbs and spices and plants of the Bible. So interesting enough, since we're on the topic of the Bible, um, the my tattoo artist that's doing my ancestral tattoo, mm-hmm. he um, he is into the Bible, but he told me that he 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 follows a certain book that's more modern for you to understand, mm-hmm. um, and it takes away all the the re the stuff that was put in afterwards, mm-hmm. like probably a lot of the stuff that's not true that yeah. you know humans put in there um so he reads like the original text like in a modern form i asked him to send me that book so i could start reading it i do want to start reading it and i'll tell you why because um i don't have anything against the bible what mm-hmm. i have is that i don't like religion but there's a there's the original text of the bible this had to have come from somewhere, right? Yeah. And I truly believe like if we read the original text and we dive into it, because it's very magical, um, and we dive into it and try to understand the stories, there is a lot that um, might surprise you, that you might kind of like say, hey, you know, I relate to this. This is cool, whatever. For me, it's hard because I'm indigenous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it was a religion that was forced upon my um, my ancestors and, you know, with the murders and everything. So, but I do have ancestors who are from Portugal mm-hmm. and Spain, obviously, because of the whole horrible story. But for me to heal that part of me, those ancestors, because whether I like it or not, I have um, Portugal, Portugal blood in me in Spain. Yeah. Um, is it my culture? Is it anything connected to me other than them coming and, and trying to like take over and colonizing our island? No, that's the only connection. But you um, as witches and, and our responsibility as the witches who speak to you and you're listening to us, um, I believe that you should definitely always acknowledge anything that's within your dna and no matter how bad it was you we have a responsibility of helping that part heal all the parts heal Mm -hmm. because if i refuse and say fuck it i'm not going to pay attention to the portugal and spain blood in me and those ancestors i'm going to come back and I'm going to have to do more work because I, I didn't fix that part. I didn't heal that part. Yeah. So now that I am very comfortable and embodied mm-hmm. in my other parts, like the African and indigenous parts of me, because those were easier, right? Because mm-hmm. those are part of my ancestry. Um, now I'm moving towards, okay, let me get to know my colonizing <laughs> ancestors. Yeah. And see what's up like see what comes up and see you know if they want to heal what 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 
are they connected to? So now I'm interested in, like, the text that they probably read. Yeah. In the Bible and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but it's just something that's just important. Yeah, we're talking about all these sacred spaces. and. Mm-hmm. I mean, there definitely is an aura and, a, and an energy when you do enter any kind of church, temple, whatever. There's spiritual energy going on in these places, and I think that's why people just are so drawn to them and it is important for humans to have spirituality it just is you know (laughs) whatever that is it it makes people feel like fulfilled yes i i I agree and uh, um there's a teacher that she's teaching for sagrada collective for my um magical membership she she did she's doing a course it would have been done already it would be in my platform already called braided blood mm-hmm. um and she's um boricua she's from Borinquen, but she also has a lot she has the same story dna yeah. as mine um hers more a little bit more european mm-hmm. um so with her because she was really raised um in the countryside where you know, she knows she was Taino and, and her family was really adamant about that and, and not following Catholics because obviously they brought evil to their land. Um, but she took this journey of going through all the countries that were in her DNA and connecting to each of those lands and yeah. doing ceremony and healing in each of those lands. She went to all those countries. And I thought that was really badass because... Yeah, that's like the bucket list. I would love to I do I would that. love to do that too. And what she did was, which made sense, is my atabe, by the way, on my ta- my mm-hmm. tattoo, she's tingling, which hmm. is weird. Interesting. Um, And then she goes again. Sorry, guys. So she... What she did was that she was called to, because she was pulled. She was like, I don't know to call myself African, um, European, or um, Taino, because I have all this in my blood, and I just feel like I can't ignore all of it. Mm-hmm. So, I feel the same way. Yeah, same here. And she went to all of these lands, and what she did was keep a record of which land connected to her the most. Mm-hmm. Like, literally energetically and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, And she found that she's more connected to her Celtic cult roots, Mm -hmm. which is crazy because you wouldn't think that of someone who's born on the Isla of Borinquen with her culture being more um, Afro-Indian there, right? Mm -hmm. And she's more connected to the Celtic um, land of what's in her DNA. And she literally just said, I went there and it was just like something opened up in my soul that I don't understand that she just had this beautiful connection. So now what she does is she merges all of them together, mm-hmm. hence calling it braided blood. I love that. She braids it. So that's that, beautiful. She said that comes from um, Europe. Yeah. That whole concept of, of braiding uh-huh. like your DNA and your blood. Interesting enough because also braiding is native. I just love that y- you have someone who's talking about this right now because She's I feel amazing. like uh, there is not a lot of spaces where people have such a diverse background and it, a lot of the teachings are like this this separate practice or that separate practice and there's nothing that really like 
speaks to a lot of people who have like a very mixed heritage mm-hmm. like me I struggle to to see or I don't really anymore because I don't care now but but I have struggles in the past like where do I fit in mm-hmm. because I'm not you know I'm not enough of anything to be considered like full-blooded this mm-hmm. or that by any means like everything is a small percentage yeah you know like everything every heritage i have is essentially in the teens of everything well the thing is that we're not none of us are 100 percent of anything yeah we're mixed it's just how it is and it's just i think you go back to um the community and culture you were raised in yeah i think that's more of what you connect to and it's interesting because in the community i was raised in mm-hmm. it was dominicans puerto ricanos right mm-hmm. which is um boricuas cubans we had african um we were in D- native americans from mm-hmm. mexico native americans from the americas mm-hmm. so growing up i had a beautiful diverse community uh-huh. not that it was a great community we were a poor community but because we were so diverse my culture literally is all that mixed in yeah that's my growing up culture here in america which was yeah. eating all the all of their foods every single i know all of their foods how they taste how they're made mm-hmm. um all their languages and i yeah we speak spanish all of us but it's not the same spanish for those yeah. people who don't know not all spanish speaking people have the same language mm-hmm. um we have our own phrases and accents and you know and some spanish people don't speak spanish at all oh my yeah exactly like, Shout out to all you folks out there. <laughs> yeah, because there are people, like, I I have friends who are, you know, f- like, 100%, you know, Mexican who only speak English and, str- like, feel a certain way that they don't feel connected to their their native lands. And well, their it's ancestors. interesting because that's not our native language. So a lot of times I tell people, first of all, Spanish is not native yeah. to us. Yes, like, absolutely. Shut the fuck up. But with I that mean, shit. they, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I know to their culture. Yes, because our, in our culture, Spanish is spoken everywhere. Yeah. Um. So for me, like being Taino, I speak Arawak. And it's yeah. my and it's only because of my tribe because he's really good with um, we have archaeologists, we have scientists, we have everybody um, um, language professor professors in our tribe that teach us. So mm-hmm. me learning Arawak, it's like that's my yeah. ancestral language mm-hmm. before colonization, though. Uh, yeah. So so to me, what I'm seeing is like, you know, that meme where it's like the enlightened meme and like. Like, the the picture of the person gets, like, more enlightened Uh as the... Okay, so, like, the first one is, like, you, like, knowing English. And then the next one is, like, you know, knowing Spanish since that's, like, where... And then going even deeper and learning, like, native languages. Yes. And that's what was taken from us. Mm -hmm. Um, And it hurts my heart because we're struggling... um, 
people act like they know Arawak. No, you, you trust me. If you're gonna learn Arawak, you're gonna learn it from my tribe, Higuayagua. That yeah. literally, our chief is the one in like all the real historical articles. Um, we're making like national news because of him and his research and our team and our people. We see our team like researchers, and, and and we're working with the scientists and archaeologists and all that. So our the language, for instance, um, when we find a new word or a meaning of a word and we're mm-hmm. putting together prayers and songs and ceremony with our Arawakan language. It's weird that I have trouble connecting to it. Yeah. Like I'm 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 learning the pronunciations and learning how to use it and but there's a real there's a real fucking disconnection. Do you know what though? I think those t- things really take time. It does. That's because what it is. Even even on the journey of like decolonizing my spirituality and really like leaning into there is like such an ingrained thing in you that makes doing doing new things and and it makes you feel like silly yeah weird because you're like you feel like some kind of I don't know it's like hard to describe but it feels like uncomfortable it's uncomfortable and I I wonder if it has anything to do with um my Spanish ancestors in in me who took that language from us and have this issue with me learning it I think it has to do with programming Mm. you know what I'm saying yeah for sure like it's it's a cultural programming Mm -hmm. and i think you know deviating from the norm is scary it is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it it like it the weird discomfort that you feel is like a dis defense mechanism to keep you part of the the herd that you're in you know what I'm saying? To keep you part of that group. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you start to veer off into the old ways, even, um, like, at first, when I started getting into, um, like, really into the history of pagan religions and stuff like that, uh, I always kind of felt weird calling it like Yule. I felt like I was just being a big fucking poser. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like I, I felt, I was like, you know, I've called it like Christmas my whole life. Right. And just recently, I've really had like an internal shift where like now when I call it Christmas, it's starting to feel weird. Yeah, I don't call it Christmas because I <laughs> don't view it as that. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Like, at this point, I don't look at it like that. Yep. And, like, I just see that as, you know, of course, like, like when I'm talking to my daughter, we'll talk about it like that. But, like, even thinking, I'm not getting, like, cards this season that even mention Christmas. Not that I do anyway. (laughs) I wasn't, like, a happy holidays person. Mm -hmm. Not because it was, like, like, a political thing, but just because I felt like, there are many holidays during that month <laughs> like the 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 emphasis on it just being christmas always felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. but just like it takes time to settle into those like changes but then once you do settle into that change then it becomes like like you're welcomed home into it and it's like 
you can't believe you did anything else. Right. You know? I know. It makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And we have to salvage whatever we do have. So me learning it and my children learning it and they could pass out, pass it on to their children. Mm-hmm. It's how we're going to keep our... How, that's how we're going to resurrect our language because our, our language was taken from us. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's resurrecting it. And the way we help it survive is by me being okay and, and, and allowing it in mm-hmm. to my entire soul um, and using it often. Um, and my, like I said, and my children passing it on to their children and that's, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. But it's scary at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, but it, it's so important. Yeah. In the Digitus People March, I did a prayer in my Arawak language. It was the most powerful thing I've done in such a long time. Um, and people were just taken back from it, listening to me speak speak or sing in Arawak mm-hmm. um, felt like my ancestors were all there um, even with all those indigenous people from all over the world there it just I felt I didn't feel alone mm-hmm. because there weren't many of us there um, but it made it feel more intensified like they were all over the place yeah so it yeah it's just something that takes practice like with anything else mm-hmm. it's important yeah very important yeah and it's just like Stepping into that power, that fire. That fire power. And we also do use um, cinnamon, by the way, um, magically. Mm-hmm. Um, and for healing, obviously, cinnamon is very healing. As a matter of fact, it's even healing at an emotional level. Yeah. A mood shifter. Well, it's that mer- mercurial and uranian aspect is to, you know, control the mind. Um, traditionally it was used for intestinal spasms, diarrhea, and loss of appetite. Mm. Um, folk traditions used it for uh, arthritis, menstruation, and nausea. Due to some, due to, uh, its popularity, it has had some clinical testing. The antispasmodic properties of cinnamon come from cinnamaldehyde, and then it does have antimicrobial and antifungal properties, yes. which is interesting because people use it as a space cleanser. <laughs> and those come from O-methods, cinnamaldehyde, and eugenol. Yes. And again, I always bring up like anti-inflammatory it has a lot of antioxidants antioxidants it's been a long day mm-hmm. <laughs> um it may protect protect against cancer helps um fight bacterial and fungal infections um also improves um sensitivity to the hormone insulin yeah um so one good so magically since we're in november a nice way to bring cinnamon if you want to work with cinnamon right now um buy a cinnamon broom oh i always Always buy the brooms. Yeah. And how do you use yours, though? I usually hang it in my kitchen somewhere. Oh, I We put it outside our door. Yeah. The cinnamon broom. Because cinnamon is used for protection as well. Uh-huh. So, again, to protect. I don't know why I need so damn I have protection. Like, it's a, I swear it's like a war zone. My house, if you go to my house, you're going to be like, this chick is a witch. I have protection all over the fucking yeah. place. Yeah, well, it's important. I, oh, I think I overdo it. It's like I have 
garlic. I have mugwort. I have um, all my flowers. Protected. I have like certain roses with thorns facing a certain way and direction. It's like I'm obsessively obsessed with protecting our our whole home. Mm-hmm. And um, but yes, if you put the cinnamon broom outside of your door, um, upwards or downwards, it doesn't matter. It still has a protective um energy to it and i always put it right by my door oh, and it smells really good especially that's where we put our shoes yeah and i have teenage boys yeah so <laughs> it makes a difference uh, um what else so magic it's used for offerings mm-hmm. um love protection money drawing passion luck power success strength healing and obviously we spoke about like psychic gifts it's stuff. also nice to put on the altar Oh, yeah. Especially, so, uh, if you are speaking of, you, like, you're doing ancestral work this time of year, and you do have ancestors who are Christian. Yes. Like, we've talked about this on previous episodes. This seems to be a, an herb that really suits just about everybody. Yes. And and also Catholics. Because we remember God is commanding Moses to use it. Um, I use it on my, I don't know why, but I have, uh, I do have an altar for just Yemaya. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually tells me to burn in, um, cinnamon incense here and there. It's not yeah. often, but I think more it's for cleansing. Yeah. Like maybe I, I feel like she likes it more because it cleanses like the air in a certain way. Um, so I have noticed that. And you know what? I also noticed that it's also after, um, I re fill her glass water cup hmm. so it's when i dump the old water and i refill it yeah. usually that day of the day after is when she f- has me burn the cinnamon which is interesting now yeah. i think about it mm-hmm. my daughter loves burning cinnamon oh so good she just thinks it's the coolest thing because we we burn palo santo a lot that she thinks it's like so cool that we can burn cinnamon it's the best it's so good. Um, the other thing you can do is uh, spiced apple cider. Yes. Maybe brew up like a little love potion for you and your lover. And Cinnamon is sexy as fuck. Yeah. And so it is. Apples love magic. You can throw some like orange peels in there. Bring some like vibrancy into your relationship. Yes. You know, a little bit of honey. Just be careful and don't choke like I did. Because <laughs> you know how when you have you done this when you were little? You, you hot cocoa and like sprinkle cinnamon uh-huh. and then you just want to take a big gulp uh-huh. and you just suck in all the cinnamon yeah. dust into your throat. Don't do that. No, you're just going to kill yourself. So be mindful. Yeah. Oh, throws maybe a little bit of rum in there oh rum cinnamon is you know um koki is a drink that um puerto ricans make my man makes it it every christmas girl you should get it from my man he makes it we need a person to get it he's your person he literally people want his shit like branded but it's not something you brand because it is cultural yeah no always buy it from a puerto rican person he is so good like i asked early on i'm like all right it's september i'm like are you making the cookie this is so good okay yes no we absolutely want it i introduce it to my mother-in-law and then ever since that then it's our new year's eve tradition 
Oh, no, I'll tell him. We'll make you... He makes... And he makes big... I mean, Christmas Eve. He makes big... He What he does is he uses the wine bottles. Mm-hmm. He saves the wine bottles, like, from the year. And then he puts the, the cookie in there. And he yeah. gifts it or he gives it away. We have a white old man that lives on the end of our block. Mm-hmm. Like, the bonchinchero kind yeah. of white old man. <laughs> and... He is so obsessed. This man, also like me, in September, he's like, hey, the coquille, is it ready? <laughs> he's Italian. And he's like, not yet, Andy, not yet. And he's like, come on. <laughs> he gets so drunk off of it. But it's so, so good. Yeah. And you could, he's he's a brujo in his own way. He did uh-huh. He's, my man is very, um, he's like, I call him my protector. He, I don't know if it's the Taurus energy. Mm-hmm. You have that too. When when we went to do like the cleansing of that haunted doll, uh-huh. you're able to bring my spirit back. So it's, I, it's a lot of earth. It's fucking power. That's Thanks. what it is. So it's like I need. You're like a my rock. Like you help me mm-hmm. lasso me and bring me in. So he's he's been my lasso, my our entire time, and it's because of his energy and, and him being a Taurus. So I call him my protector. Like he's mm-hmm. when something goes down, he knows immediately just to grab me and I come back, or he lets me journey, and and just holds on to me and allows yeah. me to find my way back. So anyway, um, when he works, he's so grounded. And when he's working with like cooking also, you could tell his ancestors are working with him. Yeah. He has no idea what the fuck he's doing in the kitchen when he's cooking. Be a fucking cook though. Yeah. And it's also, we had that conversation in the other episode of us cooking um, and channeling our ancestors. Yes. And pumpkin episode. So he does the same thing when he cooks. He's so good at it. And... Tokoki, wait until you taste it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so ready. It's so good. It's, it's so good. <laughs> so so good. My, I'm excited. Mother-in-law is gonna be thrilled. Oh, so good. I'm excited. I don't know why I'm just thinking of we're, we're going to Puerto Rico. Well, this would be when this episode airs, November, election day. <sighs> don't forget. Like. <laughs> So uh, the eleventh, I'll be on a plane to Puerto Rico to see the land that um that he owns there, and I'm just excited to you know create memories there if it works out for us if that's the the calling the way to go, but who knows maybe well you have the new house too, mm-hmm. so maybe we could have two Christmases well we don't have Christmases but more two winter celebrations. <laughs> Yule. Well, for me, I don't call it Yule. Yeah. For that is that would be posing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I, doesn't work for me. But for and it's harder for me because I'm also not Catholic, so I don't call it Christmas. I mean, yeah. growing up, we always did. Yeah. But um, like in plant witchery, uh-huh. if you notice, now I, that it's November, we're like only it's it's the season. Season. So that's how we approach it with my kids. So yeah. we call in um we welcome autumn and we know that during October we have the thinning of the lifting of the veil. And then um well we have the solstices because that's very indigenous yeah, for us. I was so say, winter if, solstice, summer solstice. If you don't want to call it Christmas and you don't want to call it Yule because that's too pagan for you. Winter solstice is a great way to go. That's very indigenous and native. So that's the way to go for a lot of, like, Latinos, Latinas that Mm -hmm. um, are not connected to, like, 
the Catholic religion or Christian or who obviously were not pagan mm-hmm. or pagan in a different way. Yeah. Because pagan isn't the same shit as us or indigenous yeah, culture. It's that's just basically what earth. <laughs> fuck it. It's the earth <laughs> yeah. religion. It's what it yeah, is. Yeah, like you're like, oh, you're, you believe in Celtic gods and goddesses, you're a pagan. You believe in Norse gods and goddesses, you're a pagan. Like, ro- the Roman, they, everybody's, they just call everybody fucking pagan. They call everybody pagans. Except for us, they call us Indians. <laughs> And it's like we worship the same things. We have okay. our gods, goddesses, and the lands and the trees and all of it. In our sunflower episode, they they said that they the um the conquerors, whatever the the conquistadores. Yeah, they said that sunflowers in the way that they were venerated was too pagan. What the? <laughs> what is that? It's everything that's not Abrahamic religion is oh, pagan. Yeah. No. Like, seriously, it's just literally just the I old I don't ways. think that, by the way. I'm just saying, in a, from a historical perspective, people just called it, like, this is, like, looks like paganism. Yeah, no. Like, that's why I'm here and you're here, because uh-huh. we have, like, a balance of we cut the bullshit <laughs> and we say it how it is. So you know how we do. We keep it real. If mm-hmm. it's indigenous, it's native, it's wherever the origins came from, that's what our job is. Like we dig up where they actually came from because everything that you have from herbalism and magical plant books these days are all whitewashed. They're all um, from a European um, viewpoint or their history or whatnot. So basically um a lot of these like the pumpkin for instance it's originally found the oldest seeds in mexico Mm -hmm. and there is nothing in the text about it being in mexico it was really fascinating though about the pumpkin because that the pumpkin pumpkin is from here Mm. but the gourds all over the world and squash they can all breed together i think that's so fascinating it is fascinating they are i love gourds and all the pumpkins and turnips all of them they're so beautiful but you know also cinnamon and pumpkin pair very very well yes especially in magic so we just had pumpkin episode if you listen to that and then pair the pumpkin with the cinnamon Mm -hmm. you're in for some powerful magic yeah even if it's november you october i mean even september september october november to use these um, ingredients, these spirits. December, too. Yes. Especially, it's warming. The yeah. fire part. Make a nice um, house uh, aroma in your kitchen. So you could take or- sliced oranges, mm-hmm. um, take um, cinnamon sticks. Cloves. Cloves. Anise stars. Like, just a couple of mm-hmm. anise stars. Anise stars are really powerful. So, like, I would say three in a pot, in a nice-sized pot. Um, add some Himalayan salt, mm-hmm. like a pinch, um, and just boil it. Yeah. Let it boil and then put it on simmer and let it just sit there and it just evaporates through your entire house. It smells like a huge fall dreamy heaven and it also with all those properties are cleansing your home they're clearing and resetting energy and then just if you want to step that up a notch, yes please 
Um, you can use some of that water in a floor wash. Oh yeah, of course. You can paint with it. Paint? I've never painted. The watercolor, if you want to make a painting. Look at you. Using different waters. I love... Aika Chuchi. Yeah, I love, like, the the using rainwater and stuff like that, using different waters with different energies, but that would be nice if you were, especially, or, like, if you're gifting something, like, if you want to gift somebody and and paint a little something for them, that would be a nice I gift. really love that. Yeah. I love it. The washing, I know, like, yeah. or even putting it in your bath. Yeah. Um, Careful with the cinnamon, though. In your vajayjay? You, you might want to not want to put a lot Not do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Well, it's not the powder. Yeah. I don't I just caution whenever there's I never put... Um, cinnamon. When I boil the water, I don't put cinnamon powder. I use yeah. the sticks instead. Yeah. Um, so interesting. But definitely, it's great for floor wash. It's great for washing anything. Like, for me... Cubans, when we cleanse, we don't just wash the floors. My mom has us do the windowsills, the windows, the walls, yeah, the ceilings. It's awful. Yeah, we have it. It is always ha- we, we do that once a year in spring. Yeah, when we do the big limpia. Mm-hmm. The I mean every oh everybody listening to me who's uh, black indigenous um, or Latino Latino, you know what a big limpia is in spring. It's like literally we clean house like mm-hmm. spiritually, physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. anything all the baggage goes out and that's what ends up being cleaned it's like we use those banos just for like the whole home yeah everything so it's sparkling clean so yeah if you go into my home it's pretty clean mine's a mess right now <laughs> <laughs> mine's well, looking not, very this empty. comes out Mine is looking pretty empty because we're getting ready for a move. Yeah, no, I'm moving too. I know. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I am excited to go to her creepy home. Well, not creepy. Like it's old. Definitely it's years old, old and possibly, most definitely haunted. I think it's haunted. Um, very interesting looking home. I can't. I'm actually excited for her to share her home when she's ready. Yeah. Like the inside and outside is very interesting. I'll show you some stuff. It's so good. Um, I'm excited to go there and have fun with you yeah uh, so, so good. i think we can go ahead and wrap this up uh, yes we can i think that pretty much you know came full circle with that. i i'm just like so excited for the holidays <laughs> it, it, this is what we have to look forward to right yeah like uh, 2020 cannot kill this for us no no you have to find joy in your life mm-hmm. even I- if today sucks even if today sucks because it's the election day, mm-hmm. you have to find joy. Even if the results turn out to be something you don't want it to be, you still have to enjoy, find a way to enjoy your life because you can't let people take that from you. Yeah. We, we have to just find strength mm-hmm. within ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we're learning. To find strength within ourselves, whatever the outcome mm-hmm. Um. I truly believe the people will come together, whether whatever the outcome is, mm-hmm. and either him re- being reelected or not, the people I feel I feel it in my bones. We're gonna come together in a way we've never have. Yeah. Um. Either for revolution or to create a new world. Well, you know, if the the so many things have been exposed this year, and there's just more work that needs to be done and more things will get exposed and that's just kind of the way the world is going so cinnamon is really great for that to work with yourself for exposing your because that's 
really yeah. important exposing the shit from yourself yes like really um calling yourself out on a lot of things mm-hmm. if you need someone to help you do that like a guardian that's a tough parent but gets the work done that's cinnamon yeah and that must be like one of the sun properties to illuminate you know those everything i mean nothing is hidden left. truths and cinnamon will get to every nook and cranny within your being um and like i mentioned like my book i have like a meditation to do like travel with each plant and, uh-huh. and each um of these beings and you could do it with each of you could do it with cinnamon you could do it with any um plant um flower or tree that i have or any even that i don't have in there to work with yourself for healing and that's interesting it's cheaper than a therapist i'm not saying don't go to a therapist therapist. (laughs) i'm not saying don't go to a therapist but it is another form of there's a lot of work that you have to do with yourself outside of therapy of course you the 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 therapist isn't the only doesn't stop and end of the therapist office you have to work on yourself constantly always and it should be a, a fun, not, it might not be fun fun, but it should be a sacred journey. One that yeah. you do want to go on. I, I find it that I've loved to go on this journey of healing I, 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 because every time I go through different phases of healing something, I'm awakening a different part of me that I didn't know. Yeah. And it's like I'm meeting myself slowly. Yes, like, I love oh, that. Like I'm, now I'm like, wow, this is Juliet. Like this is Juliet. Mm-hmm. The un... Now, I'm not completely there yet, but this is Juliet, right, on her healing journey. And through every healing part that I do, I find a piece of myself that was taken from me mm-hmm. because of all the trauma and everything that's happened. A new part of me, a new fun part of me, a new giggly part and mm-hmm. silly part of me, uh, a child part of me that was taken and robbed from me uh-huh. that she keeps coming out more and more and more. Um, even a more badass side of me mm-hmm. that I've lost along the way somehow she's showing up again yeah and i'm really i think healing journeys are magical journeys and they're really sacred and they're really fucking powerful because all you're doing with healing is finding another part of yourself that it's been kept from you and you are fucking dope as fuck like every part of you deserves to be out and free um and enjoyed by you especially and that's it. That's it. <laughs> so go ahead. Give us a follow on social media. Where can we find you? Everywhere, literally, even Snapchat. Um, I am Juliet Diaz. And I am on Instagram at Stay at Home Witch. Also at Witch Baby Soap on Instagram and Twitter. And at Chelsea the Witch on TikTok. Yes. Happy election day. Bye. Bye.